Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show, the health and fitness podcast, which is guaranteed to improve your life. It's scientifically proven. So if you are a listener, you are statistically much more intelligent than the average person. Probably healthier, uh, slightly leaner. You probably look better too. Absolutely. Definitely more handsome. For my guys, more handsome. My ladies, more beautiful. Guys will grow their biceps. And and beards. And yes, because your testosterone goes up. And ladies, your hormones will allow you for big butts. Factually correct. This is all bullshit. So everything that we started with is just a complete lie, but we appreciate you anyways for tuning in. So we just, we're just here. We had a couple change of plans. We're getting used to this new week. I know gyms are finally opened up in our area in Florida. I think in Miami area, it has not. And maybe other areas in Florida, they haven't opened up based on some people that I've talked to. A lot of people are envious of our area, man, which is, we're a small town, but hey, what's up? Very much. Lead in the pack. We're, uh, you know, changing, changing the game. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are still like in New Jersey. I have family in New Jersey and friends in New Jersey. They're still nada. Their people are protesting now, and it's, it's really interesting. There was a, a gym in Jersey that actually opened up against the uh, state's um, directions. I don't know what ended up happening, but I just, re- I just remember reading the headline about that. And I was like, uh, is that the DeFranco's gym? Because <laughs> I know his is over at Jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah, DeFranco. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's been, it's, 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 it's a lot of the states right now are, I think, are figuring out. And uh, a lot of people are like, it's too soon. But a lot of people are happy that it's going back. But it's interesting seeing how it's been. Like, I work at a private facility, so we don't have walk-ins. So it's, nothing really has changed except the fact that all of us mentally – I could instantly see the mental shift that everyone had in the gym as far as the coaches and everything, even the clients. I got a lot, basically all my clients came back and some of them are still coming back. It's just, they're catching up with their craziness on their end. And it's just, everyone comes in, everyone is, we we're using a very, like we're using a surgical grade cleaner for our equipment and stuff. So like, it smells like vinegar. <laughs> it's weird, but it apparently it's really good. So we're just, we're just, throwing vinegar on everything and hope it works um, top of the line you guys spare no <laughs> expense for the safety of your uh, clients yes we we literally are going all out with that so no it's been good it's it's a lot easier to manage i'm very grateful to be in a private studio just because it's it's a lot less hassle i know anytime fitness where mike works um is when we it, they're doing phenomenal too they took the time off to clean i know one of our one of my old coworkers did a spent like the last two weeks prepping the gym. So it was, it was, it smelled great. It looked great. A lot of a couple of adjustments were made. Mike, how's it over there this week for you guys? I know the first two days were ridiculous. Yeah. The, the, the first two days were a little overwhelming in some ways. The first day back was, was strange. I just spent two months not really seeing anybody, but my girlfriend and my roommate and you guys, your beautiful faces on this screen. But um, no, it's, it's been actually pretty busy. So we're fortunate in the sense that um, most of the other gyms around town aren't open yet. So the government said you can open gyms, but if a corporation or a 
franchise says not yet, then that location has to remain closed. So the only other one that I'm aware of that's open in our area is an around the clock. And they have a stipulation that you have to be wearing a mask. Um, and apparently people don't really enjoy that concept too much. So go ahead, Gabe. So all the people that used to use elevation training masks are uh, laughing at us now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, are, we, 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 we call them a madman, but uh, now they are here and they are the ones thriving in this new environment. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. They've been training for this their whole life. I, I thought about that, you know, because uh, you know memes. Like, oh, uh, oh I know. Of Thanos, yes. when they said, I call, they called me a madman. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted okay. to like Photoshop a, a training mask on his face. <laughs> you should. You yeah. should, bro. Get I, the, uh, I, I, I may be able to do that for you. Like, I, I know a guy. Just post yeah. it on, just it's post me. it on the next level IG. Um, <laughs> no, I wanted to actually acknowledge we got a new review and we got a oh. new, couple new five-star ratings, which we appreciate. We always ask for them at the end of the episode, but if you don't fully get there for time or for whatever reason, um, we always, you know, uh, any review, any five-star review, any review, written review are phenomenal. It does very good for the podcast. We've been doing awesome. We've reached over, over we're about to hit 2,500 uh, total downloads. And it's been less than two months. So we're doing, we've doubled, we've over doubled since last month. So it's, we're doing, um, we appreciate all the listeners coming over and checking out, you know, our, our episodes as well as our amazing guests that we've had on. We have the privilege to speak to, but this interview, I know this person just based on the name, I could, they, they didn't make any creative name, but it says, um, love the content thus far and highly recommend listening. If you have an interest in fitness and wellness, keep body. Keep the podcast coming, guys. We shall. This is from Paige Davis. We appreciate you. She actually gave us a shout out on Instagram. All the Instagram shout outs on stories. Also, we love it just because it spreads awareness of the podcast and we just can continue to reach and help more people. So if that in mind, if you're listening to this episode or if you listen to any of our episodes, screenshot the part that you like, share it, and we'll you know, tag us or tag the Instagram at the next level show. We'll go ahead and share that just to know that what you liked, what you didn't like, or in any way we can improve and, and help you guys. So we appreciate it. Anyways, back to thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much to all of you. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Um, for all the reviews, all the comments, or all the comments and reviews that you make in your head and not really act out. I mean, uh, it, it really means a lot. It's kind of crazy. I mean, like to me personally, I think it's um, wild that uh, even though I've had this in my head to do something where I've wanted to talk fitness in some levels, fashion or whatever, um, outside of face-to-face with like a random stranger, um, I think it's kind of like crazy. Uh, so thank you to you guys, you too. Mike and John, uh, co-host for um, this craziness. I don't know. Sometimes I just, you know, just stop to think. And even though, sure, we're still small time, but it, uh, we're big time in my eyes. Big time oh, for me. Thanks. For sure. I, I completely agree with you, Gabe. It is, uh, it's, it's a very interesting format. I, one year ago, I never would have expected to be on a podcast, uh, let alone with the guy that I hired to train me. And it, I kind of agree with you in that sense. You know, the fact that we're, we've crested the 2000 mark is crazy to me. Um, 2000 people have taken the time out of their lives to, to listen to us talk. And that is 
extremely humbling. It's very, very, very humbling. And I just, it's, it's a big thank you to everybody. And I couldn't be happier. That's amazing. No, for sure. I, I appreciate both of you guys as well. So it's, it's been awesome. I think my, I had, I had intentions of wanting to do something like this just because I love rambling about random stuff and we just instantly clicked. So, you know, Gabe is, I've known Mike longer, obviously Gabe, I've known him for a shorter amount of time, but instantly we like, you know, saw eye to eye on a lot of things and we just simply got along. And I, I was like, dude, do you want to like podcast together or something? Like be friends. And, <laughs> and he just took me up on it. Like this random kid that just showed up and was just talking on Instagram. So it's cool how everything works, how technology works. And I think we started at a great time during quarantine just to do have the time to do so because we had a lot of downtime. So yeah, for sure. It's just knowing that there's over 2000 people that have come that come down to listen because we only have less than 30 episodes. So yep. A lot of different people are coming to check out particular episodes. And if you listen to this one, once again, thank you. Is there anything else you guys wanted to share? Cause I know we didn't prep anything crazy. Um, Besides, how is it back? Have you guys all trained at least one time, right? Since you yes, guys trained twice. twice. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's been pretty great. Uh, so my, where I train is I don't train at a commercial gym nor at a private studio. I train at the uh, amenity center in my community. Even though we got the green lights to go for Monday, it wasn't ready until yesterday, Wednesday. Um, so I started when we were recording this. And um, yeah, it's 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 been it's been awesome. Uh, I told, I mean, like I knew how much I missed it, but um, just getting in there, grabbing the bar, feeling the weights, being under the under the bar, even though I went super super light, which was hard to do because you know you get in there and I feel like a kid in a candy shop saying I want this, I want that, I want everything, I want to train this, I want to hit that. But um, like I said, just just paying attention, paying uh, heeding our own advice taking it easy, taking it slow. Uh, Mike kind of thought I was crazy of taking as slow as four sets of squats, but I went super easy, super light. Like, I think I talked at a, like, you know, 105 with like five reps or so, you know, just a minute and a half of, of time in between. Um, it's, it, it was right now for, for my own um, amenity center. So it was typically open 24 seven. You just, you know, use a key pop to kind of get in. Um, it wasn't staffed at all. And, you know, just have somebody like, you know, clean it every now and then. Um, now the rules are, is um, it's only available, open from seven to seven. Someone um, you can't have guests come in. It's only people from the community. You um, only 15 people are allowed in the gym at, at one time. And I think there's a limit of an hour per person. Uh, okay. Those are the those are the rules so far. Um, of course, whenever something like that happens, any kind of limitations, people see an opportunity to just to, you know, complain and stuff. Somebody was saying, ah, well, you're forgetting about the working class people um, opening seven to seven. I'm like, well, you know, you went from zero days to possibly two days, depending on your schedule, if you work five days a week. So, I mean, I see that as a plus. I see that as a step in the right direction. Um, so I'm pretty excited to do that. And um, yeah, it, it, it was great. It, it was my second day training and um, it just it just feels feels amazing. I feel like me again. Yeah, I can relate to that very much. So, um, I did basically the same. I took it super easy, just like we preach. Um, two sets of 10 has been my, like my magic number of working sets, you know, always warm up properly. I like to do a, a set with just the bar, um, to start most things, but 
Um, yeah. And even the, the two sets of 10, I did like 135 on deadlifts and it was very tempting to go higher and I didn't, I'm very glad that I didn't. And I'm, I'm still slightly sore from just doing two sets of 10. Um, I, I was actually pretty surprised by that, but, um, it, it is amazing. Um, the difference in how I feel, uh, the mindset, I'm happier, I'm in a better mood and it feels like I'm not just a slob to, to just put it bluntly. It just, it felt so slobby not being able to work out consistently and not to work out in the way that I love to work out, which is with a barbell. No, yeah, I did. I did the workout. My first workout, I think what with the weights was uh Tuesday. Cause I mean, I could have worked out earlier than that. My gym had been open since last week, but I just hadn't been back. So my workout consisted more of like a pool style day just because one of my buddies wanted to work out at my, at my gym. So we went when it was, no one was there, kind of did our thing. Uh, we deadlifted. I went light. I only went up to 135 just to move some weight for like 12 reps. Then I did pull-ups. I did some barbell, um, dumbbell rows. I was fine with my back overall. There was a little soreness like in the upper, in my trap area and just uh, the upper back. But where I was really, really sore was my biceps because I, I did three sets of hammers, three sets of inclined curls. The pump was phenomenal. <laughs> and I just murdered it with a, a, a set to a couple sets of failure on tricep extensions and walked out feeling. I think, juicy. I think you have an arm day problem, Jonathan. I, I think you may actually be addicted to biceps and triceps. Yeah. Dude, no, absolutely. And I will admit that very proudly. <laughs> there is no better feeling as a man to go get that pump in your arms. I mean, your chest too, but there's something about your arms looking a certain way when they look twice the size that I'm like this feeling, I'm going to rock it for 15 minutes because in 15 minutes, my blood's going to rush out and it's going to be gone and I'm going to be no longer jacked. I'm going to stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so no it no, was a I, lot of fun uh, uh one thing that that was kind of like great that i uh didn't even plan on doing this but i ended up going to um to to the doctor on tuesday just to kind of get my um uh, they reached out to me and and i was like hey you know can i make an appointment to come and see you guys because i it was just around that time for my annual and um it, it was great it was like the facility was only you know no patients were there it was just me and the doctor i was the first person there um, but I had lost only four pounds total since, uh, since quarantine started. So I think that was, um, at a pretty good place. Um, I was happy where I was at then happy, uh, when I, when I did that, because this was again, prior to training, prior to doing anything, getting back into the gym. So it'd be a good place to, um, for me to, uh, gauge where I'm at, um, where I want to be. Uh, they also said that I lost 4% body fat, but I'm kind of hesitant on that. I mean, like I'll take it, but I mean, like, I don't think so. I mean, like, I feel like I am leaner. I think I mentioned this before, um, due to less, uh, inflammation, but, um, yeah, so good, uh, good information to, to, to gather as I get back into the gym. Yeah, I actually did the same. I stepped on the scale. Um, I used the scale at the gym and the body fat percentage at the gym just to keep a nice steady reading. Um, I'm, I'm about five pounds heavier-ish than I was before we started, uh, but I didn't lose any lean mass. Um, I do look a little bit different. I'm probably just a little bit softer, probably due to the little bit of body fat that I gained. Um, but 
just kind of like we talked a couple episodes ago, I, uh, I started tracking, um, a week and a half or two weeks before the gym opened back up. I got my baseline. I'm now in my deficit and adding in exercise. So, um, I should be beginning to see a little bit of that come off, uh, any day now. No, I did the whole, um, I did I, I, one of the episodes we recorded a couple of days ago. Well, probably was last week's episode where we were talking about like my tracking. Well, we talked, we talked about tracking in that episode. I was, as of now, I'm down about a pound and a half or so, a pound, about a pound consistent. There was a lot of flushes where of I, I got really low in the weekends. I have, it's just that a lot has been going on birthdays and stuff. So I am very mindful. I'm pretty good at paying attention on those days. I prioritize my best with protein. Um, but overall I come back a little higher usually on the first day, not as bad as I thought, uh, given everything. And I stayed relatively active and as a consistent trend, the trend is already going down from being roughly in that deficit mark that I had set out for myself. So it is pretty cool. I did make a post I thought was very important that we'll share on the podcast just for the people that, you know, right now are going back to the gym full time and they're trying to do like, you know, uh, a cut. My advice was don't go so aggressive with your cut. Don't go so aggressive with your exercise. We've talked about this in the previous one, kind of anticipating the openings of the gym. But the, the, the reason why I stress so much is the cutting aspect, because I heard someone say it was a conversation and they said they since they've been back since last week, they're down 15 pounds. Obviously, oh my God. yeah, obviously it's probably a lot of water. You know, they just, they've been in, incorporating, you know, intermittent fasting. So it's, I know for a fact, it's not all, you know, fat, body fat. Like it's, you would have had to eat nothing in two weeks to have equated maybe that much tissue being absorbed and eaten, you know, up as fuel. But the, the reason why is because even though I think it's completely okay and completely safe to go about a deficit at this time, we still have to keep in mind that the COVID-19 is still a thing. It's still lingering now because we know that by cutting, by going into a deficit, you are putting a stress on your body because you are telling the body that there is a lack of nutrients by eating less. Your body will then use up its insurance policy which is body fat now depending how aggressive you go this could be detrimental it could put your your health at risk more in the sense that you're more vulnerable for for little things you know when you're cutting it when you're cutting it's not if you're sick it's not ideal to be in a deficit you know you don't you want to make sure that you're feeding your body nutrients you're getting a balanced nutrition also, if you're cutting, you're doing it, you want to go very gradual during this time. Don't rush into it. You do want to go very, very slow and make sure that you're focusing also heavily on your sleep quality, making sure you're resting a lot, making sure you're managing your stress, because I know this time still can be stressful for a lot of people. So those things will contribute to overall body fat loss and got body composition change. But if you go too crazy, it could backfire and you could still be susceptible to something out there, a cold, doesn't have to be COVID. But just to keep in mind, I made, I made it a point because I thought it was important to bring up and share because I know a lot of people, like everything, they've gained probably some weight during this time and their first reaction is, let me go ham, let me go hard as I can with diet and then get back as soon as I can to where I was. 
don't do that. Still be mindful. I'm not saying it to be to put fear in anybody because I don't believe in, 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 in using fear to control anybody or to make someone do anything. But it's important to become self-aware, just simply becoming aware that this is still a thing. You can still, I'm still going for a deficit, but I'm trying to be very mindful that I'm not going too hard in one direction because I know that my overall health is more important to me than a six pack or some low body fat readings. So I just wanted to kind of shine some light. I don't know what your guys' opinions on it. Yeah, I was just going to say, essentially what what you're saying is um, you're trying to, you're advising people to, in order to help set themselves up for success both um, for their goals, for their long-term health, um, for everything, right? I think that would be a, a great approach um, regardless. Um, it makes total sense of what you're saying. As you were um, saying all of this, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's, that sounds perfectly fine. Um, something I can totally get behind. Um, so we're just trying to help you set up for set you up for success. I mean, don't go like is that crazy of uh, 15 pounds in a week. That's just pretty insane. Even if it is, let's just call it all total water weight, or the majority of it is going to be water weight, which it potentially is. Um, that's still a pretty drastic change in your body. And anytime you do any kind of drastic changes, um, that's when um, things can it can uh, there's a greater opportunity to to for things to go awry there. Um, right now, all I'm, I'm telling people just to focus on one, just kind of easing back in. I mean, we've been doing a lot of, um, you know, body weight exercises, lightweight exercises at home for those that have been um, uh, diligent about their home workouts. And now you have access to, you know, weights with, um, you know, two, three, four, 500 pounds. You're not going to just, you know, load everything up from, from, you know, doing your, you know, 20 pound dumbbells or 10 pound dumbbells that you're using at the house, right? So that's, again, another drastic change to your body that um, what's going to happen, you're going to be sore as all hell. And what's going to happen tomorrow, you can't train because you're super sore. The next day, you won't be able to train because you're super sore. So it's just um, taking it easy, easing it in. Um, I know it's hard. It was hard for all three of us just trying to get in there um, and and holding back on the reins. But um, it's just, uh, it's for, it's for, it's for the best. Um, guarantee that in like a week or two, um, you can be right back in there and, and uh, really amping it up for yourself. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, we're we're always going to preach the uh, the longevity, the the fitness is forever concept. Uh, your health, your six pack. Uh, that's that's a pretty easy choice. Uh, choosing between your health and your six pack. I mean, um, you know, it's it's really not worth the risk. Even kind of like what we're saying, going easy at the gym. It's you're probably a lot more likely to hurt yourself now. And I, I say this having worked with already like, I don't know, 10 or 15 people this week where everybody's got some ache or pain, be it minor or, you know, my lower back hurts from sitting so much, you know, and like this is definitely the time to take it a little bit slower and just be a little bit more cautious because you're, you are still at risk, be it from COVID-19 or just from, thinking you can just walk up to 315 and and start picking it up like you used to. So definitely just be, just be mindful. You know, it's not over, especially, you know, there's a lot of memes going around on the internet. Um, And I I do enjoy memes, but um, it's just because things are opening back up and things are being lifted. It's, it's not just a green light, you know, it's a, it's a yellow light at this point. So just take that yellow light and kind of apply it to everything and, kind of to the point that Jonathan was making, uh, the deficit that I'm in is, uh, I'd say maybe three to 500 calories. So I'm still eating 26, 
2,600 calories um, average, and that's that's plenty of food. You know, that that's still still a lot. So um, just be mindful and take it slow. With- I think the, I think the big thing too with that is Gabe touched on one exercise intensity a bit, but exercise intensity also matters because let's say, well, to put it simple when you exercise, you are putting a demand and a stress on the body even that way as well. So you can put the stress on the body in different areas, in different, everything that you do is kind of like registered to the body as some dose of stress. Now you can overdo it in the gym and you'll get a lot more negatives than just sore muscles uh, that take longer to recover. One year, you're kind of compromising yourself where you're not going to get as much benefit and as much gains from if you over or just always always pounding the body but also like when you work out a lot of people may not know this but you suppress your immune system temporary during that time after a hard session so that's super important to pay attention to especially during this time so you can you can do too much so we all joke around a lot of people like in the fitness industry, we joke around about how hard, how sore they are. And I was super sore in my biceps, but I didn't go super hard with like my compound lifts, which would be super taxing to my central nervous system, my whole body, because it requires a full body effort to do, you know, I could get away with a little bit of stupidity with probably my biceps being a little sore, but I think, you know, I just see Gabe touching his chest over there. I don't know what he's doing. Just he's trying to bait me in. I was but... trying to gauge the soreness that I'm in. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like he was rubbing his nipples. Um, sorry, man. Um, so, uh, but anyways, like going like going back to just being mindful of you know with your deficit, your you don't want to add too much. You want to add the perfect amount just to get the body to start to want to change. You don't need that much of a deficit you know, take it nice and slow because as you are building muscle, as you're focusing on these other things as sleep, stress management, obviously your training and then your nutrition, your body's going to start to change in a positive. Maybe the scale weight is not going to radically jump, but you're going to probably build, you're going to be building a good amount of muscle as you're in this process. Since you have been out of, maybe you've been out of it for a while, your body's going to start to have that muscle memory kick in and you're going to start feeling everything tighter you're going to start looking better. And maybe the scale didn't drastically do anything, but that's okay. Your clothes are starting to feel better. Inflammation is down. So all those are good things. So keep in mind, you don't need to be training every single day like a madman. You don't need to be pushing the body to the absolute limit with your exercise. And you don't need to cut a thousand calories, which will, yes, will make you shed weight like nothing. But, you know, keep in mind uh, anywhere from a 200 to 400 calorie deficit is where I would be at right now. I think I'm hovering between 250 calories off my maintenance. I put maintenance in quotations because that is never also constant. So just be very careful. You want to see half a pound, you know, a week is perfect during this time. And that's me being very biased. Some people will be like, one pound is totally fine. And it is. But for the majority of people, if you're not focusing on the big stuff, like making sure your protein is intake is there, you're eating enough fruits and vegetables, you're getting a lot of little uh, micronutrients and vitamins in there. Those things are important and that you're getting enough sleep and you're not stressed out of your mind all the time. Those things help so, so much with keeping you active and your body will be more responsive. Yes. I actually have a, a question that I came up with uh, while working with a client. So you said sleep and it just, it just lit the light bulb. Um, and I don't even know if you guys know the answer, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it out there anyways. Maybe we can talk about it. So we all know that you need roughly eight hours of sleep 
Um, that's pretty standard. Do you guys know if if there's a difference in quality? Well, there's definitely gonna be a difference in quality, but do you know if it counts if you go like four hours of sleep and then do something blah 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 and then get another four hours of sleep or does it need to be the eight hours all in one chunk so i have heard that there's like i forget the proper name but it's almost like sleep cycling where you break like for people that are trying to apparently do more in the day they they do like almost like they nap it's like your circadian rhythm is that what you mean I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know the proper name for it, but I have heard it on a sleep, but from a sleep specialist where they do little intermints of sleeping where you're napping quite often, mm-hmm. but they're very short bouts of sleep, but you're, you don't ever sleep more than like, I think four hours mm-hmm. at a time. So you're just up, you're doing something, you take a nap and they're very light naps. And it's like, the, it's weird because obviously for the grand majority of people that just wouldn't work, we don't have the time to be napping on the job every like so so often so unless you work strictly from home and you do your own thing all the time then it's definitely not this is where science and applicability like come into play like you know where does it tie in into the most people um my take they say eight as a standard but some people can do very well with seven you know it just depends on obviously a lot is on the quality um yes mr gabriel yeah, no, I was just going to say, as you were saying, as you were explaining that to me, it doesn't seem uh, that's what you meant about science and applicability or wisdom and knowledge, the difference between the two, because if uh, like I'm taking myself and, and, and putting myself in that situation, if I'm going to go and take a nap, whenever I go to sleep, I need to, it's a process. It doesn't just, it's not a light switch that it goes, oh, I'm asleep and oh, I'm awake. You know, you have to kind of get in there. So that just takes some time. So that kind of ta- adds on to um, just kind of getting into the sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And then also when you wake up, are you up? up I'm I'm up. Are you wake up like Dracula and and are and are good to go? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, right? I mean, like maybe some people, and sometimes it is. But for me personally, um, you know, I open up my eyes. Okay, my alarm is going off. Let me just wait here for like you know five minutes or ten minutes or whatever. Um, okay, let me just go. Okay, let me start get the day going. Um, could it be because it's just a long time that I'm sleeping? I mean, perhaps, but I, it, it just doesn't seem like unless you have a certain situation where this would be best for you, maybe, um, you know, as also as a parent, you know, that where I used to wake up every two to four hours to feed, you know, my child, um, I used to get up, you know, half asleep, you know, with one eye open and, and, you know, give the bottle or change and then go right back down. So, I mean, it just, it doesn't, I don't, I don't think it would be ideal anywhere between, like you said, um, uh, John, then as, as between seven and maybe like nine, depending on the individual, because there's always that individual variance. Um, just finding what works for you, you know, f- uh, you know, for a while, you know, I was fine with doing, you know, six or seven. Um, now, not so much. I need like at least like seven to eight, um, in order to be fine but um it's it's an interesting question interesting topic um but off the top it just seems like maybe it not be the best for um the general population yeah i asked this she's a uh, she's a a nighttime nurse so her her schedule gets all messed up because she goes one week on one week off on her off week uh she goes back to sleeping at night so it really and i've i've worked on her with this but i don't know how far i'll get with it but 
that that was kind of where the uh, the general question came from. I have literally done zero research into this topic, which I will just because I'm curious about it. But so I mean, things I've heard about, like you know, graveyard shifts is what they're kind of called, is the nighttime shifts, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a super important to note that you know it's obviously not natural. You know, yes. our but we just weren't designed to be you know up all night. Obviously, it's like usually nurses are three nights on, a couple of days off three nights on or they have three days of the week that they do this and it could it could add a lot of additional stress to the body it's just but it's part of the shift it's part of the job i mean what can you do the what i've also you know read and and about sleep sleep interests me a lot just because i personally i'm a person that i can have everything perfect as far as nutrition training the discipline with all that stress management because i don't really get stressed out by like stuff like I don't make a big, I try not to make a big deal of more more obstacles in my life, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But with me getting the proper sleep where I feel a hundred percent rested, naturally I have a darker circles under my eyes all the time, regardless of how energized I am or not. I just look always a little tired. And that's just, obviously, I think that that's a little bit more of my genetics, but it also could be a sign that there's something off with my rest during at night, at nighttime, you know? So I'm always interested in how I can improve mainly my sleep, not so much cosmetically, but how can I make sure that I feel, cause I'm never the morning person. I don't wake up out of bed and be like, oh, you know, jump out of bed and just like want to take over the world. Like, I mean, I'm like that slow person that wakes up, I'm quiet, I'm down. So stuff that I read about night being up at night and I spent a lot of time up late during quarantine when I didn't have to wake up early. Now I'm going back to that schedule. It's a big shift because I noticed how much better I felt being up, um, going to bed at a decent time when the sun goes down. Obviously, it's around like not 10 o'clock is when I've been going back to sleep, which is much earlier than 3 a.m. in the morning, obviously, which is almost up all night, if you think about it. And the way your body feels, it's completely different. The energy you have during the day is completely different. What I've read, back to like not to get too off subject, is you know people that are up all night a lot, it actually like it, it, it increases chances of cancer. You know, it, it provokes this, you know, cancerous uh, mechanism we have in the body. Um, that's pretty interesting. I did not know that until I was, you know, listening to this stuff and I read a little bit on it and this doesn't mean you're going to get cancer, but it just, it's a carcinogen. Carcin- yes. So it increases chances there. Um, so it's very important that, on these other days, this person d- does their best with, you know, maybe supplementing with some herbs or some, you know, supplements that help will help get them into a nice restful place when they're during the day, when they come home, make sure their, their room is very cool and very dark because obviously in the hospital, if they're a nurse or, you know, you're working out as a cop or a fireman, you're out with these fluorescent lights. They're very bright. They're signaling the brain that it is daytime that you need to be up pumping cortisol like crazy so you definitely want to make sure that when you're home you set the environment and prepare and try to have a little ritual to make sure that even if you're sleeping six hours during the day that you get a good rest good environment for sleep and recovery because that's going to help counter a lot of the negatives that uh, a lot of these graveyard shifts do to you i was actually had a, a bit of a graveyard shift um a while back when I when we first came down actually the second time we came down to Florida we were in um we lived in Miami for a bit and I was in retail I was the overnight manager for a store just to kind of get it ready for the morning and I used to used to 
leave there, I want to see like around at two o'clock or so, um, two or three. And I used to get up like around at like 10 o'clock or, or, or something like that. Or sometimes it used to hit me even harder. Um, but this, again, this is when I was younger. So I was perfectly fine. I used to get up like nothing. I'm sure if I were to try that now, it would be a really, you know, not ideal. I was always uh, also even thinking about it. I was not doing the right things, even nutritionally going over there. I used to always like stop by like McDonald's and get like a McChicken and a double cheeseburger on the way and have like a, a, a hungry man dinner or something frozen dinner. It was pretty bad now that I think about it. But um, yeah, it's it's not ideal. I did, really didn't like it. I Luckily, I was only there for about six or about six or eight months or so that I was doing that. Um, but like I said, I think the, the reason why it didn't affect me as negatively as it probably could have is because I was much younger. I was always, I was still hitting the gym pretty hard then. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not ideal. It's not fun at all. I you feel like I'm noticed? missing out. You know what I've noticed? Like I was, not, I never had to be in a job where I worked overnight. Um, I think I did that very light, late shifts when I did a couple, I think I did two weeks at Burger King when I was like 18 years old or 17 years old. Um, I did not spend much time there at all because I hated it. Um, but when I, I did do a lot was I partied a lot when I was younger. And I noticed that, you know, I could party at 18 to like early 20s till five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning and, you know, be fine. On top of that, you're adding alcohol, you know, loud music and you're going to sleep, buzz, drunk, tipsy, whatever you want to call it. And I noticed that, well, maybe I didn't notice this because I wasn't paying attention to really how I felt, but that's when I started getting also into lifting weights and how much it took away from my progress. When I started to eliminating and making these adjustments in my life and I cut out partying as much, I cut out drinking as much, my progress went like, it was night and day difference how much um, how bigger, how much bigger I was getting at much at a, with much more ease than go super good at during the week and then just completely throw your weekend out where you're basically playing catch up until Wednesday, maybe until you're feeling normal. And then again, back on a Friday night. So it's like, when was I making, was it, when was I able to recover and make real change? So it's now if I try to do that, oh my God, like I did that the other day. We had a game night here at my house. I stayed up. We stayed up till I didn't go to bed probably until almost six in the morning. And, oh. and yeah, and we just had a good time because this one quarantine, like stuff was starting to open up here. We had a game night. We didn't do anything crazy, but it goes to show that how your body gets so unused to that lifestyle and how sleep it makes such a big difference because even though I not, I, mean, I passed out, I was so tired. The sleep quality was shit, and I still felt extremely exhausted all of Saturday, most of Sunday, and I wasn't feeling normal until Monday. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting closer to thirty. I don't know, Gabe, if you're. This is something that comes with you know. Oh man. Time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not too sure. I remember my thirties. It was just so long ago. <laughs> um I was yes it totally is with that because same way so i um when i think i was in my mid to late 20s when i had my first child yeah because i'm 38 so she's 10 she just turned 10 so it's like 27 28 or something i used to get four hours of sleep or something like that because she was up or she needed you know she was up no problem right now if i try that 
let me tell you something. I'll be done. I would be falling asleep as I'm standing up. I would not be productive. It would just, um, it, it would just hit me super hard. When you were talking about how, you know, earlier, how you used to go hard, you know, partying and stuff. Um, totally remember that I was the same way. I think the reason why it might not have affected us as negatively as it probably could have is because we, we were younger. You know, we, we, you know, we didn't really know. What sucks about that is that uh, for, for us is how much of um, uh, it robbed us of our, um, the, the chance we could have progressed. Um, you said once you took that out, you, you, you know, you saw how your progress just shut up. Um, me too. I'm sure if, if I would have, you know, stopped, you know, going out late and stuff or breaking night or sometimes not even sleeping, right? Just going right into the next day. Just, oh, got to go to work. I do this or whatever. Um, how it could have uh, helped us in our progress and our gains that would have been more beneficial to us in the long run. Um, but yeah, it's, it's totally with age. Man. Do you haven't you noticed, have you guys experienced this when you get a good night, good night of rest and versus a crappy night so let's say you had a, a hard session at the gym and you sleep poorly that night you wake up and your body almost like feels achy like everything hurts yeah but versus when you train and you have an amazing you know intense session you know you and you had a great you know post uh post workout meal or whatever a workout uh, a good meal and you, you took care of your bases you had a great night of sleep you slept perfect. You, you wake up and you feel refreshed and you look bigger the next day. You feel like, wow, like I feel leaner. I feel bigger. I don't hurt. The muscles feel fuller. It's very weird. Like the night, the, there's sometimes I wake up and I'm looking like you can tell you're, you're inflamed, you're, you're flat in your muscle bellies, you're achy if you got poor, poor sleep. But when you get that good sleep, the way it affects your cosmetics, it, it's, it's a night and day difference on how you feel and look. I don't know if you guys experience anything like if you guys have pointed it out to yourselves. Yeah, for sure. I think like, you know, the, uh, when, if, if I stop to think about it, I can, I can for sure pinpoint on days where that exactly has happened. I mean, I think just recently within the last week, I forgot, I think I mentioned it to you guys that I had like just shit sleep. I got up like, I don't know, six to eight times that I just got up for whatever reason. The next day it was just terrible. Um, but yeah, then um, like last night I just slept hard. I slept good got up today, no problem, um, early and trained and just felt great. I mean, like I was, uh, uh, I, I can totally attest to, to, to that of uh, how sleep can definitely affect you. And that just kind of like speaks as to how it's not just one system, all of the systems in our bodies kind of like speak to, speak to each other and they meld perfectly and how um, you could be killing it with, you know, your nutrition or your training. But if your stress management or your sleep or any any of this is is really not doing where it needs to be, it'll really hold you back. It's like an anchor that is that is attached to you that you just have to work that much harder in those other areas um, if you're really lacking in something else that you could just um, make some changes. People don't think that sleep affects fat loss. You know, people a lot. All you hear in the fitness industry is calorie deficit, but not a lot. Not enough is talked about recovery and sleep so i don't know how we got in super like in touch with the sleep uh but i mean question that mike you know mike brought up i don't know i'm super fascinated with sleep it literally has a very big impact on how much progress you're going to make make even if you're bulking you're trying to build muscle if you're someone that's trying to lose body fat your sleep should be one of the top priorities i don't know i would be even like you know ballsy enough to say that it would be sleep training calorie deficit 
hundred percent. I would probably say I would anytime. I'm I'm sure anytime you guys speak to any kind of clients, your first conversations or one of the first few conversations uh, of an important topic would be stress management, which this would fall under, right? Um, yeah, it, it's something that I always speak to. No matter what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go, are you trying to you know get on stage? Are you trying to go in a competition to a, a strongman or or squat whatever? Are you trying to lose weight, get, gain weight? Um, just feel great or whatever, the number one thing, number one priority should be stretch management and sleep would be at the top of that list for the stretch management. So yeah, I'm going to bunch them both because obviously if you're sleeping well, you're, you're probably going to be better mentally. So there you will be able to handle stress. Obviously you need to keep those things in mind. But the reason I say sleep training, because we're talking, we're not, obviously some people, some people will be like, well, well nutrition, like cal- nutrition matters. Yes. But we're talking also about building muscle and sculpting the body. So training has to be there. The stimulus has, the signal has to be there for muscle growth and, you know, sending that signal to keep the metabolism and everything up and then focusing on the calorie deficit because you can start, you know, molding your body without even reducing your calories right off the rip. So that's why I put it in that order if someone is – you know, trying to change the way they look. And in this case, we're talking about fat loss. Same thing would have been the, the same thing would be the case of sleep training and then calorie surplus. If your goal is muscle building and adding more size, Mr. Michael Nillis. I mean, it makes sense knowing what we know about sleep. That's the body's time to repair and do maintenance and, and that sort of stuff. You know, and if you're, if you are super stressed and you're not sleeping very much, you're, your training is not nearly as effective, kind of like what you talked about. Um, and I mean, there's definitely those days where you sleep like crap and you just can't hit the weight you did last week or something like that. I mean, that's black and white proof right there. But then when you throw in the desire to lose weight, which we know is the body's insurance for survival, you're stressed out of your mind, you're not sleeping well, and you're training, your body wants nothing to do with getting rid of its insurance for survival at that point. I mean, it, it makes sense if you think about it. It's, We've been doing um, it for thousands of years. Yeah. And I mean, it is interesting that, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much this really plays into people and maybe just their, their workflow. Cause you know, there, there's night people and there's morning people. Like you've mentioned, you're not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm okay in the morning. I much prefer evenings, but I've always wondered how, like, what's, what, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? I understand that evolutionarily speaking, it's got something to do with, you know, you need someone in the tribe who's alert in the mornings to defend against lions. And then, you know, at night, the nighttime people will defend against lions. They'll be more alert or however that works. But um, um, it is yeah. interesting. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, you're, you're, you're saying it perfect because there obviously there's exceptions to the rule. Some people, you know, a lot of high performers will be like, you need to be waking up at 4am because it's, it's better. You need to be going to sleep super early because it, you know, everyone's a little different, you know, but for the grand majority, having a decent balance between 10 at night to about six in the morning is a good, a good, I guess, range for the average person to function well. Um, because it is different if you're going to freaking sleep at two in the morning all the time and waking up at 10 or 11. I think there is, I think there is uh, people that can do very well, I guess, like that. But in most cases, you know, as far as productivity, I'm a person that I can attest that 
the other Monday, I believe. No, yeah, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, no, Wednesday. I'm sorry. Wednesday, I woke up at five in the morning and it had been the first time I woke up at five in the morning. I trained a client because they were back to work and I had my coffee after I had, I drank, I hydrated. Then I went straight to my room, the office, and I started just typing up stuff. And it was weird because I was a little lazy feeling, but the clarity in my thoughts were definitely there. So I was tired. I could have definitely stayed in bed. But the clarity and the energy, I don't know, it's a little bit different. So I, there has to be something you said about the sun, you know, you know, the, the chronological order of all that. So mm-hmm. it definitely makes a big impact on the body. And I think what you're used to also plays a huge part in it. You know, I mean, you were, you converted almost to like a pseudo nightlife for a bit. And you, you had, a, you know, to what, two months to, to kind of get used to that. But in the grand scheme of the past couple of years, you're used to waking up at five, you know? So even with the past two months being the way it was, uh, as soon as you woke up at five, your body was like, okay, I, I remember this. I, I know how this goes, you know? And I think that plays a huge part, even for those people who do work late nights or overnight. Cause I was a, I was in the restaurant business for a while. I was a bartender for a long time. Um, and there were definitely those times where I didn't go to bed until the sun came up, uh, whether I was partying or not. Um, and that, that was just what I was used to, you know? So, and then when I made the shift very drastically, by the way, to going into a, a day shift worker, it was, it was a very uh, traumatic experience. It was, isn't that kind of like the same as how, you know, we talked about when we first went back and trained in a gym with weights of how good it felt, right? Because even though we got used to two months of not doing that, we've been doing this for like for so long that we kind of like felt whole or felt back to normal or felt you know fill the hole that was missing for like for so long right so i think it it, it can equate to that as well don't you think no 100 percent. i think that the we that we like mike and gabe say we've been doing it for a long time your body does remember but also i think it's because not only that we're more aware of it i think if this would have been like 10 years ago and we were just kind of just focusing on some things but not everything i wasn't back then i was just focusing on how did i look how you know what can i do to get better build muscle but it wasn't like how do i feel how's my sleep how's my stress i was in school back then i was studying like till late nights you know i was doing a part time job as well so it's you know i didn't have all my stuff but I, all i knew was like i just got to go 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 i don't have time to think but when you actually sit back and if, you, if you're objective, you pay attention to how you feel, you notice that having a little bit more structure in your life, having kind of a little bit more order and consistency with, you know, every day you're waking up at the same time, every night you're roughly going to bed around the same time, you have time for this, you're, it, it does so good, so much good for you. So I think that the biggest thing here is also understanding that outside of COVID, the sleep is going to make a big impact on your cosmetic. It's also going to ensure the the speed of your progress is going to have an impact. So because your muscles, your body gets better away from the gym, not in the gym, you are essentially damaging the body focus more on the recovery and then, then the training, then all the fitness stuff, because if you do it that way, you're going to make so much more progress with doing less than and you're going to be likely to not overdo it. You're going to be less prone to getting sick. You're going to get less prone to, you know, getting an injury. So 
definitely focus on the recovery aspect during this time going back to the gym. I think this is a good way to kind of segue into the end of the episode of the takeaways for people that are listening is back in the gym, back into the normal routine. Don't go gung ho with everything. Be mindful and be uh, careful not to overdo it because it's very easy to. I know we're all excited, but don't train like an asshole. Don't eat like an asshole. Um, <laughs> don't yeah. be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole. No. Um, but no, it's definitely going to make a big difference on your progress. Uh, we want you to always succeed and be healthy at, at the end of the day. So, because if not, who's going to listen to our podcast? Yes. <laughs> and those that are, that, that are still holding out and haven't got the green light to go into a gym and are cursing us out because of uh, we're able to go, um, hold on, your time is coming. It will be there sooner than you think. I know it's, it's been like forever and, it, and you know, seeing other people um, be, be able to get the green light prior to you is, is just kind of like, you know, uh, it, it's just so tempting and, and you know, you just want to hurry up, just let me in already. But um, yeah, it's just your, your time will come. Um, just take these, uh, take these words to, you know, to mind and to heart. Uh, think about what we're saying. Um, think about how you're going to act or what you're going to do once you get back. Um, learn from other people's mistakes that you can like see people going like all, you know, ham and going crazy and seeing, I, I bet you, where, where is this person tomorrow or the day after? I bet you they're not posting anything because they're sore shit and, and they need to recover. So um, yeah, just uh, your, your time will come essentially. I think that I, I really love the sleep topic. I want, I've been actually, we've had some amazing guests these last couple of weeks. We've talked to such amazing minds, but one particular type of person I want to talk to. And if any of the listeners have any connection, I'm going to try to reach out. I have, I have one person in mind. I'm going to try to reach out again to see if we can schedule something for you guys for the podcast. But if you are someone that's maybe studying sleep or you know someone that's a, a prof, you know, more on this subject of sleep and recovery and sports performance, I would love to have you guys on the show and just chat, you know, and learn. And cause this is something I'm not, um, I don't know too, too much. I just know the basics, Mike. Uh, listen, man, I'm, I'm right here. I'm an expert on sleep. I get eight hours every night. <laughs> Dr. Mike, damn, he's right here. <laughs> no. Um, but on a serious note, um, We'll definitely have something for you guys. We're going to work hard on getting, you know, just so you guys can learn and, and take a lot from this because like everything, there's so many realms in wellness and fitness and overall health that are important to cover and be aware of. At the end of the day, it's about being simply aware. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys liked it and haven't already, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating and a review if you'd be so kind follow us on instagram if you'd like to know more and keep up to date with what we're doing at the next level show you can follow me at john alva seven gabe is at prime and glory and mr mike dr mike is at mike nellis pt